0: Em and I are taking a little bit of a summer break. Uh, So in the meantime, we thought we would resurface some of our vast back catalogue of episodes. And this is one that we both really enjoyed. Uh, It's about Mandarin.
1: Yeah, we both say Mandarin. It's been a few years. I still say Mandarin. (laughs) Let's get into it. Okay. You're listening to Ingredipedia, a factual food fight podcast with me, Emily Naismith, my co-host, Ben Birchall. Hello. Every episode, we choose an ingredient and battle it out over three rounds to see who has the most interesting, most fun, least boring facts. Um, And today... I
0: didn't get the least boring memo. (laughs) (laughs) I I threw that
1: in there to... (laughs) Really Um, just point out. Yeah, getoffhistory.com. (laughs) Damn it. <laughs> nah, some people really like that
0: Just not you <laughs> I'm sure
1: they're out there <laughs> You'll Great. notice when Ben talks about history I just struggle to think of anything to say at the end Because I'm like, I don't know what just happened
0: Yeah, I really wish <laughs> the listeners could see how dead Emily's eyes go When I say, you know the US Civil War And then there's just just nothing mm. Just nothing uh, but we aren't here to talk about the civil war. No. Civil war. We are here to talk about an ingredient, and that ingredient this week is the humble. Mm, you going to
1: mm- say? it? M A R A No <laughs> M A Fuck M A <laughs> N It's a Mandarin. D. We're
0: talking about the Mandarin. <laughs> Let's kick you it. You cut that bit out. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Now, the reason that we were arguing over who got to say the name of the ingredient is that uh, we're both really, uh, I guess, paranoid about the right way of saying it, Mm. like the pronunciation of it, the etymology of it. What do we call it? Why do we call it that? It's the Mandarin. Uh, And in the, that's the, you know, that's, that's the name of the fruit. Uh, It's spelt. M A N D A R I N uh in the US it's known as the mandarin orange rather mm. than just the mandarin but I've pronounced it mandarin yeah pretty much my whole life
1: me too me too uh
0: and I did uh while while researching for this episode I you know I was looking at it going well wh- why why have I been doing that and also, am I the only one? I did a quick Twitter poll. Um, it's still live uh, at, at the time of taping. Uh, Forty-nine votes. Eighty percent say Mandarin. Yep. Twenty percent say Mandarin.
1: Yep. I'm I'm part of the twenty percent.
0: I am also part of that 20% and what so is, is my wife and now so is my kid. So I've made yeah. – like I was like, what, 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 hey, buddy, what's this? And he's like, Mandarin. I'm like, oh, God, what have I done to you? <laughs> so how did it get this way? Well, the name Mandarin Orange was first used in Sweden apparently in the 18th century um, and the reason for the, um, the use of, of Mandarin isn't clear but there's hypotheses ranging from uh, the yellow color of some robes worn by Chinese Mandarin dignitaries. Um, and also the mandarin being an excellent kind of Chinese orange. Um, So that's mandarin. The form mandarin derives from the French name for the fruit. Um, According to a post on the language website Quora, uh, the French word mandarin used to refer to a fruit or the color of that fruit, and it's a feminine form of mandarin, which refers to bureaucrats of the Chinese empire, which is where the name of the language... Uh, name of the fruit takes its name. Uh, another post said Mandarin is the only spelling that's current in English, which I agree. Like, I don't spell it yeah. Mandarin with an E. Um, Mandarin is obsolete and historical. Uh, both have the same etymology anyway. None of this explains how to say it. I reckon
1: it must be like Enid Blyden or something. <laughs> like, oh, but sh- that's not even spoken, is it? No. Maybe she spells it with an E or something. I
0: I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. If someone can tell me why I'm wrong and obsolete. I don't like being wrong and obsolete. I don't like being in the 20% of, like, I know it's not wrong. I know nobody's going to be like, "Uh, buddy, it's Mandarin. Yeah. But that doesn't make me feel any better.
1: Yeah. Because I I was talking about this episode so much at work. Everyone else at Broadsheet's like, oh, so you're doing Mandarin. I'm like, am I? (laughs) Am I? What do I what do I say? How do I say it? Uh, so thanks for setting it straight. Like I probably won't be able to continue.
0: Yeah. I well, I mean what have I set straight? That that Mandarin is correct. We're wrong, but we're only wrong because it's obsolete and no longer in use.
1: Yeah, but why are we using it? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. So I'm just going to try and say Mandarin. Okay. That I might have a, a slip here and there. All right. Um, I do really, like despite not being able to pronounce it for the first 29 years of my life, I, I do really, really love mandarins. Mm, I'm a fan. Um, I just love the start of Mandarin season. It's kind of a peak of the year for me because summer fruits are so great, like peaches and plums and all that. Then you, they kind of disappear from the shops and fruit stores or whatever. You get really sad, and then you forget that Mandarins are about to come mm. into season, and they come into season, and it's great. Um, except I try and not have a Mandarin for the first two weeks just because I put so much emphasis on the first Mandarin of the season being good. I don't want to start the year off with a shit. Oh, sorry. I'm, <laughs> I don't want to start the year off with a poor quality Mandarin that would that would just that would ruin the mandarin season for me, so um I've been trying to work out the best way to choose a good mandarin mm-hmm. so I can like limit the amount of um bad ones I get, so I used to think that a loose skin mandy meant that it was good yeah. that's kind of like common consensus, I think, but last year I got so many bad ones they were all hard and dry that I needed to branch out and get a new kind of way of choosing them. So I got my broadsheet team onto it. And for the past month, I've been turning team meetings into Mandarin science really? sessions and everybody gets a Mandarin out of our um, fruit box. Jeez, I just
0: did a Twitter poll,
1: <laughs> which is um, our fruit boxes from series. They're organic mandarins. Mm-hmm. So they're mm-hmm. actually really good. And, yeah. but they do vary a lot in size and shape and all that. So, um, yeah, we've, I've, I've been doing a little bit of research and, the best mandarin I've found have been smaller, tighter skin, scars and blemishes don't affect the quality, Yeah. and also a little bit of greens okay. It means it's like a bit sour and a bit nice. And also through the weeks, I found that the heavier the mandarin is for its weight, it's more juicy. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if the skin is thin, which I used to think was a bad thing, yeah. Um. I think that's what I've been doing wrong because like, I can't be bothered peeling them because they're a bit harder to peel. But actually, it's worth investing the time and effort into peeling a tight mandarin because okay. it will be worth the effort. So then I compared the types of mandarins. I found that Imperial was the worst because they're usually dry. Oh, okay. And this might be ha- have something to do with how supermarkets store them because apparently mandarins have a short shelf life. Hmm. Clementine in the middle, tastes way better, hard to peel, delicious to eat but the premium mandarins are aphoras. Mm. not not available anymore, short window, <sighs> um, most expensive, but a juicy mix of sweet and sour. Other variable, <laughs> room temperature. Mm. So um, the mandies that i bought out on the road at the fruit shop outside work, not as good as the ones that – not as good if you leave – like you should leave them for 12 hours inside before you eat them then they're better.
0: Like a little bit warm is better. Yeah, a little bit warmer in temperature. Because it it's, it's cold in, in it's cold. Melbourne yep. this time of year for our international listeners.
1: So putting everything I've learned over the past few months, I've selected a mandarin that must be the this premium is the perfect mandarin. mandarin. Yep. I'm going put to put all my science um, exploration to the test. Okay. So to recap, I'm looking for it. mandarin on the smaller side, thin skin, heavy for its size, room temperature, Blemishes are okay. This one doesn't have any blemishes.
0: Is it, is um, it that's not an aphora though, because they're not around. It's anymore. a clementine. It's a clementine, okay.
1: So f- feel wise, feels really juicy. Doesn't feel dry. Oh, and it's also good also if you get no pips. Do okay. you want some?
0: Sure, thanks.
1: Okay. All right. Here we go. It's got a no pip segment, it's a good start. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's a good Mandy. Mm. That's really good. <laughs> yeah. All right. I am a Mandarin god. <laughs> um, wow. Shit. It um, it really works. <laughs> <laughs> Go me.
0: This is, yeah, this is actually really good. And I really wish I'd known this before I, I um, prepared the uh, ingredient for, for, <laughs> for my counter to this fact. Ooh. So while we're talking about mandarins and eating them, Emily, I've, um, I've done some cooking this mm-hmm. week uh, and I know a few things about you. I know that you're a big, big fan of fruit on pizza, pineapple um, in particular.
1: I'm not against fruit on pizza. I love a pear on a pizza. I don't agree with a pineapple on a pizza and I don't agree with a mandarin <laughs> on a pizza. What have you done?
0: I have found what I think is the perfect pizza recipe for you. And I've, I've made some. It's cold at the moment, although I did make it just today. So it hasn't been in the Thank fridge or God anything like cold. that. Um, it's cold. a
1: hot mandarin on a pizza. Yeah. That 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 is actually disgusting. Well, it's I making did, me feel sick.
0: I did eat hot mandarin on the pizza. <laughs> um, I, as I said, I, do, I have a treat for you. It's a treat that comes from a, I would say, a very questionable source. It's a, <laughs> a, it's a blog post on a website called Ali's Kitchen. Um, and Ali has a very, very long disclaimer on her website which states that she is basically in the pocket of a packaged food company uh i'm not going to name them because there's not really any need to um but uh this entire recipe um seems uh, like it says things like um this blog accepts forms of cash advertising sponsorship paid insertions or other forms of compensation uh (laughs) it's <laughs> like it's like if you choose to go and buy any doll products that's the name of it um then that is your choice and i haven't made you do it anyway that is the that's the disclosure statement on the uh on the website um but i'm not here to talk about the disclosure statement i'm i'm here to talk about the well what she called the broccolini mandarin orange pizza but she got it from another source um where they used spinach instead of um broccoli
1: how would you like Spinach on a pizza, fresh spinach, and then you cook it, or are you just putting spinach on at the end after you 've cooked it well, fresh spinach on top
0: in this case because it 's an american recipe i 've used frozen spinach <laughs> okay. because uh, and they also suggested uh, pre packaged dole foods mandarin segments but i didn 't uh, didn 't use that so i mean i 'll take you through the the uh, the the basic ingredients you need a pizza base or pizza dough. A cup of whipped cream cheese, something that doesn't seem wow. to be available in Australia, <laughs> so I just use plain cream cheese. Um, sea salt, ground pepper on top of the cream cheese. Half a cup of orange marmalade jam uh, on top Ooh. of the cream cheese. Then
1: That that sounds like a crumpet at the moment.
0: A <laughs> uh-huh. <know>, good crumpet. <laughs> yeah. uh, a cup of Dole Packaged Foods Drained Mandarin Origins. Again, right. I use I used fresh, but um, they are imperial, which I know mm. you say are the worst of the mandarins, um, a cup of sautéed and drained broccolini or spinach, um, which in, in the other recipe was like, use frozen spinach, um, and half a cup of chopped pepperoni on top. There's the meat. Did you that put is...
1: the pepperoni on top?
0: Uh-huh. So that's the, that's the recipe. And I think what really drew me to it is not just the ingredients and the fact that it's got mandarin on a pizza, it's this little write-up on Ali's blog. And I, I hope you are listening, Ali, because I like your writing. Sweet and savoury, crispy, thin crust. This pizza, <laughs> in, <laughs> Did she put the, she put the inverted, <laughs> inverted commas in, is refreshing. When you have the tender sweet mandarin oranges burst on your palate as you take a bite. Hot, mind you. Uh, <laughs> it combines with the saltiness of the broccolini, or spinach in this case, and creaminess of the whipped cream cheese to make you want to not swallow, but just keep chewing, basking in the flavours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what food makes me want to not? Don't swallow? even want it. This is
0: so good. I don't I want to swallow, swallow it. It doesn't take long to make this pizza, and I did it for a girls' night along with another tomato pizza, some tender pork and mustard green bites, and plenty of vino. You know what happens when a few girls get together over some great bites and, and nice wine? Well, it's magical. Worst girls' so, night ever. <laughs> uh, uh, em, I'm just going to hand you a little slice of the pizza. See if you want to eat some of that. Here you are.
1: Well... It's made it today. So the mandarin has been cooked. It
0: has. Um, okay. And now it's cooled again. <laughs> That's doesn't look great. Diced pepperoni.
1: It's quite... How many packets of spinach did you use here?
0: Probably too much. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's no better cold. <laughs> mm. Mmm. Mmm.
1: Yeah, it's just like you just scrape together all the things at the bottom of a school bag and put them on a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> or... Well,
0: let's rebrand it for a school bag <laughs> pizza.
1: Um, yeah, the mand- what? I don't really understand why she thought of this.
0: I think it's because she was paid to by the people from <laughs> oh, right, Mandarin. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's all <laughs> making sense now. Thank you very much for your school bag pizza, rally. <laughs>
1: Well, while I get the taste of school bag out of my mouth, Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about whether you ate mandarins as a kid. Like, okay, mandarins as a kid. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yes. Because
1: I can't really remember eating them before I heard this TV ad and then it all clicked to me. Okay, let's have a listen. Don't need sticky fingers or things that taste so hot. Such a solid jingle. That's, yeah. You can't not dance to that song.
0: That's up there with Macy's The Flooring Giant, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. That is catchy.
1: And that ad must have done wonders for the Mandarin industry because I remember kids singing it when we had our lunch at school. And I think that's when my mum started buying them or I just became aware of them as like something Whoa, cool that on. was in my lunch.
0: What's your mum's name?
1: Mandy. Exactly. Whoa. It had a double meaning. Her <laughs> brain meaning. exploded. Um. Yeah, so one of the jingles of my childhood. Um, if you don't remember the visuals, basically it's a bunch of kids, close-up shots saying, give me a Mandy, plus some adults questionably using mandarins in cooking. Mm. But I just kind of like skip over that <laughs> yeah, bit and it's mostly kids and babies eating mandarins.
0: To be fair, like they're, they're not making school bag pizza. They're making like, no, desserts they're making, and yeah. <sighs> tarts and things, like citrus-based yeah. tarts and things. That's all right.
1: Yeah, it's okay. I don't know about the idea of cream and a mandarin. I just think they're good by themselves. Okay. No combination. I don't think they're good with anything else. I don't think they're improved with anything else. Okay. Willing to be, yeah. Well, I'm intrigued. I'm a
0: little disappointed that <laughs> pizza sorry. didn't make you.
1: <laughs> Getting lost in my own thoughts then. But um, so, yeah, re-watching the ad for the first time since probably the 90s. I'm not exactly sure when it was made. And I had a bit of a revelation that didn't hit me when I was in grade four. Mm-hmm. And it made me not be able to like the ad anymore. What I happened? know. What,
0: what what went wrong?
1: Why can't the dad give you a Mandy? That's a, yeah. Wow. Why doesn't it give me a Mandy dad? They should have like equal, give me a Mandy mom. Like, yes, there's alliteration. Yeah. But in today's world, I, that wouldn't have.
0: I literally gave my kid a Mandarin today. Exactly. After I was Your quizzing him about father. how he says it. <laughs>
1: A so bit better pay him. You can only have it if you call it what It's really cold. <laughs> um, yeah, so dad's just as capable of walking to the fruit bowl, picking up a mandarin, putting it in the kid's lunchbox. Um, so, disappointingly through this podcast, I've realised I can't really like one of my favourite jingles, doesn't stand the test of time. RIP, give me a mandy mum.
0: I think it's pretty fair to say that we're, we're pro mandarin.
1: Yeah, we're we're very pro.
0: Um I'm having a feeling that you like them um as an afternoon office snack as well, because yep. they're a lot quieter than an apple.
1: I I do like the fact that they're quiet. So you You can eat them subtly.
0: Just checking I'm allowed to eat them around you. <laughs> yep. It's not going to be a weird apple thing, great. No. Um Okay, well, like yeah, and while the pizza wasn't great, I am pro mandarin and I I'm, I think I'm a bit more pro mandarin with other ingredients than than you are. I know you're still working through your feelings, Mm. which is why I'm disappointed that the Mandarin is a key ingredient and, in fact, kind of the central theme of what I would consider to be the end of civilization as as we know it. So stay with me. You're familiar with Heston Blumenthal, I take it? Yeah. Well, here's an excerpt from uh, the TV show from... A couple of years ago, maybe it was like 2010, um, called Heston's uh, Medieval Feasts. Um, This segment is called Heston's Medieval Meat Fruit Bowl.
1: Because in the Middle Ages, fruit and veg were considered to have diseases unless cooked. With a typically wicked sense of humour, medieval chefs played on this fear by forming and painting meat to make it look like raw fruit. The idea being to shock and delight their diners.
0: So that's the idea, yeah. is that, um yeah, in the Middle Ages, um, chefs would, would make meat fruit. Um, so on that episode, he made a fruit platter, including um, minced pork masquerading as apple, goose grapes, or some bullshit, uh, and um, plums made of bull testicles. There's a mm, really disgusting scene delicious. where he's draining the bulls, te- like the, yeah, and then he paints it to, um, to uh, look like a plum. Uh, and there's like a funny pun there, like oh, plums, plums, haha, you're eating bull testicles. And he makes people eat them and they go, oh, yeah, it's not bad. Uh. But he also made a mandarin out of um, chicken parfait or chicken liver parfait right? coated in a mandarin gel. And you might think that that would be the end of it, a vaguely gross TV segment mm. where he tricks whatever the B-grade celebrities they have on that show to eat the things and they all go, oh, I didn't think it would be that. And that, that would be it. But that was not the end of it. And anybody um, who was familiar with Heston's restaurant dinner, um, the pop-up that sort of came here last year, it's, I think it's gone now, isn't it? Or is it still around?
1: Um, he still has a restaurant at Crown. Yeah. I, I think it's dinner.
0: Okay. Well, it, when it landed, it was, a, it was a big deal. It was like Heston's coming, people were queuing up, they were paying thousands of dollars just to sit. Oh, that was the fat duck. That was a fat duck, right. But, the, but when dinner came to Melbourne last year, Meat fruit was on the menu, so it wasn't just a funny little segment. It's become one of his iconic dishes, and the Australian media fell all over themselves when this dish uh, landed on our, our shores. So this is John Lethleen in the Australian Meat Fruit, circa fifteen hundred, which is the name of the uh, dish. Yes, there's a backstory, but prima facie, it's just a sensational chicken liver parfait ingeniously packaged within a gel mandarin skin, served with superb grilled bread. A uh, friend of Ingredopedia, Danny Valent in Good Food. Oh, yeah. The meat fruit is probably the only dish that lays, lays claim to icon status. It's a very cool trompe-loyal, but well, they're using very French things here, and a lovely pate to boot. Sinead Pearson, though, in traveller.com.au is the one that really lays it on, um... Uh, She's talking about, with over 10,000 tags and comments depicting the genius and innovation of the dish on on social media, it was no longer possible to ignore. She says, meat, fruit, circa 1500, is the second course that arrives. Described as a mandarin, chicken liver parfait, and grilled bread. I think I snap a photo before it even reaches my place table. The whole world has to know that I'm eating a Heston Blumenthal mandarin. It is a true beauty, with a green stalk protruding from the orange jelly. After 10 insta-worthy shots, I break through the soft satiny skin and let the rich parfait exude. <laughs> the citrus burst combined with combined with the toasted bread is divine. The serving is generous, generous with each bite better than the last. Well, she says better than the last, but that's all right. I'll edit for her. As the last mouthful, I ponder my life choices. I probably edit would have edited that too. Uh, my credit card has taken a hit. My washing is still in the machine back home. I still haven't bought light bulbs for my bathroom that blew four months ago, but I ate Heston Blumenthal's famous Mandarin and it was worth it. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that that to me is proof that our civilization is done. That we are, you know, I I mean, I, I'm at fault too. I read um, food reviews of restaurants I will never attend mm. in the New Yorker, like... Weekly, it's like a thing that I love doing. But Hessen Blumenthal has reinvented a 500-year-old recipe, and I think what it proves is that we're 500 years past what we were evolved to be. Our stomachs didn't evolve to process chicken liver masquerading as Mandarin, and our brains didn't evolve to give them five-star reviews and talk about those reviews on a podcast. We're at the end of civilization as we know it, and I'm just sorry that we dragged the Mandarin into it.
1: So am I. I like, I'm sure that tastes delicious, but... It's not as good as a mandarin. No. Like, mandarin's one of the best fruits slash foods you can eat.
0: What were you thinking, Heston? (laughs) I'm not even mad. I'm just disappointed.
1: So I'm going to move on from eating mandarins to smelling them. So I've mentioned on this podcast before I have a poor sense of smell. Mm. Um, Except, funnily enough, when it comes to citrus. And petrol. And petrol, (laughs) Let's stick with citrus (laughs) now. Um, This sense of smell is so acute that one day I smelt someone eating a mandarin on a floor above me (laughs) in a hospital. (laughs) No way. Yeah. So I was on like floor eight, say, and I was in the lobby and I was getting in the lift going up. And I went up and then the lift stopped on level nine. And then someone was eating a mandarin on that level so that the smell transferred down one whole flight of stairs or one whole lift shaft or whatever
0: mandarin smelling is your superpower
1: yeah i know so it's a pretty powerful feat so i looked into the smell of mandarin and apparently people use mandarin oil as something that can help you with insomnia stress and mental exhaustion mm-hmm. Um, So I put it to the test, except I didn't buy mandarin oil, but I did buy a collection of mandarins. (laughs) (laughs) So for the past five days, um, I've carried a mandarin around everywhere with me (laughs) and smelt it whenever I felt stressed (laughs) or overwhelmed. And also before bed, even snuck a smell while you were getting me a water before the podcast because I was nervous, Um, smelt a mandarin in Mulgrave before a client meeting at seven thirty in the morning. Smelt a mandarin on Friday afternoon when I was stressed trying to finish off all my work. I've really, I've really been committed to the cause. Um, what I've found, well, it's hard to have a mandarin on you at all times without eating it. So I've taken to carrying three to four mandarins around with me. So when I smell one. I feel like eating it, and so then I eat it, but then I have backup mandarins for the next overwhelming occasion. And did it work? Well, I do love eating mandarins, and it makes me happy. So when I'm stressed or overwhelmed, eating a mandarin does make me happy. And I don't know whether it's the smell or the taste or a combination of both, but let's just say that it, it does help me in stressful and overwhelming times. I don't really have a problem with insomnia, so it didn't really didn't make me have insomnia, didn't make me sleep any more than I usually do. But um, yeah, let's just say it wasn't a failure Um, and that mandarins, yeah, may just help you if you're finding you have uh, like lots of stress or feeling overwhelmed at work.
0: You seem pretty chill right now. Yeah. You're just like sitting over there with like three or four mandarins.
1: Yeah, exactly. This is the most relaxed I've ever been on the podcast and it's because I've got half... Half a mandy in my hand, and it's the best mandy oh, back from fact one. I've got to finish it off. Hurry up, let's go.
0: <laughs> okay, so what did we talk about?
1: I spoke about how to choose a good mandarin.
0: And I spoke about how to say mandarin in Mandarin.
1: Man, mandarin. Mm, I spoke about that. Give me a mandy, mum. Ad.
0: And I spoke about uh, the pizza I made
1: with <laughs> mandarin and oh spinach
0: God. and pepperoni on it
1: still looking at me um and then I spoke about the smell of mandarins and whether it can help you with stress
0: and I spoke about the end of civilization as we know it aka Heston Blumenthal's meat fruit Mm. mandarin
1: dish so whose facts did you like the best you can vote on Instagram by liking either my picture or Ben's picture and tell us via social media
0: and keep the emails coming in as well. You can hit us up at ingredipedia at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. And throw us a little rating on, on uh, iTunes if you feel that way inclined as well. Um, mm. Helps us get our uh, ingredients out there.
1: Mm. And you can suggest an ingredient if you feel particularly strongly about an ingredient as well.
0: And you really want Emily to carry it around in a box, <laughs> three or four of them at a time. <laughs> yeah.
1: Cool. Talk to you later. See ya.